2: Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a few friends try to talk each other and maybe even you into liking what they like. This week is Turnstiles' album, Glow On. My name is Jeff, and I once saw the then-Republican governor of Connecticut and twice-convicted felon, John Rowland, walk out of a package store.
1: My name is Jimmy, and I think I'm done collecting vinyl. (laughs) My name is Dan, and I had a large
0: package delivered to my door this morning, and it was The rug from the Overlook Hotel.
2: Saw that. (laughs) I saw it when we walked in. Mm -hmm. Jimmy, is it a money thing or? No,
1: I don't think I really have the passion for it anymore. Like, I'm happy with the flame has died out. Yeah, I'm very happy with the vinyl that I have. And like, occasionally I'll get something like I got the um, all star bomb came out on vinyl. So I was very excited about that. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't. Like,
2: so you're just buying things that you really want and not just buying vinyl.
1: Yeah. I so you're still, kind of a
2: co- <laughs> you're. it's just a different type of collecting because that's I what think I do. So, yeah, I don't go and just like,
1: but I like kind of like this album. It's I, very little now. Like there's okay. I haven't bought an album except for like I bought inside like a year ago and that finally came out. Uh, and I finally got it. And I bought that Starbomb thing. And the, I think that was like the last. I would I
2: say I'm doing the same thing. But recently I bought several impulse purchases and <laughs> two of them just shipped. Would you like to know what they were? Yes. Yes. One of them is a seven inch of Whitmer Thomas's song, Big Baby and then Big Baby Christmas. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He had yeah. a comedy special nope. on HBO last year, but he came out with this TikTok where he did the baby filter and he came up with a song that's like, I am a big, big baby, and you are a big baby too. I mm. uh, bought those. And now. I bought it. I bought the seven <laughs> inch. And then the second one is I bought a soundtrack of songs and clips that were on the Tom Green show. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> that's kind of funny. <laughs> because I saw an ad like on that. Facebook and I was like, I want that. Yeah. And it was real cheap because they did not want that many.
1: Yeah. I like silly things like that. Like uh Dan, you got me the Maddie Matheson cookbook. I think that's great. I haven't listened to it I yet. I mostly got like, it
2: for the bum bum song. Mm-hmm, um nice. but there's also like the sweet. Daddy, would you like some sausage, the theme song, some other weird stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. I got the download, I haven't listened to it Nice. Yet,
0: but... Yeah, I mean I sort of ebb and flow, Jim. Yeah. But I'm for the most part, I've been where you're at, which is like, um if an artist I really like comes out with a new album and I like the album, I buy it. Right. But I'm no longer like going to red scroll records and like just digging through bins and going, Oh, I like this artist. I'll buy this album.
1: Right. That's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah, I would say a little bit less so then, but yeah, about where I'm like,
0: at. I keep a want list and that want list used to be huge. And now it's down to like, Two things. Well, right. like,
2: it, I, I like Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes, and I bought his newest album, which is my least favorite album from his, just because mm, they had it. And I was right. like, oh, this isn't my favorite one, but it'll
0: do. Well, in a previous episode, I talked about um, trying to talk myself into the new Father John Misty album, yeah. and I'm really conflicted because the collector side of me is like, I have every Father John Misty album. Right. Um, Same. You got to get it. But I
2: don't you, really like it that much. Just get it. You did say it might grow on you it might and if that happens <laughs> i'll buy it well i don't know man i think you should do it okay I think jeff's a bad it. influence do it i mean yeah i am. do it well even like i pre-ordered the wilhelm scream album and it came out the other day and i listened to it and i was like not my favorite wilhelm album oh, I, I did like the singles yet. that came out from it or like yeah, the songs i haven't released, listened to it yet either but like i'm still glad i got it it's still good it's just like a little different yeah nice thought it's more mature dads right i was in a hardcore band now i'm 40 and a dad that's the kind of music my music is mature no it is talked about that yeah we're gonna talk about that this (laughs) episode (laughs)
1: too. fair on the show we do a segment it's called talking ourselves into it's something that we've been talking ourselves into and we like to discuss it with the fellas and for you to listen to it this week i have been talking myself into sonic the hedgehog 2 the film
2: oh, god that was easy jim <laughs> you were already talked into it
1: it was actually a fun fact but i changed it for a talking myself into because, because i wanted him. to talk about it yeah okay um you went to see it in the theater saw it in the theater I want to see it again it was oh. real good Better than the first one? Yeah, it was better than the first one. Wow. Father.
2: Wow. Yeah. So this is like your judgment day.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's not many did films the sequel you,
2: surpassed the original. I know. Yeah. Jimmy's this is his Godfather. Godfather to your judgment
0: day.
1: Yeah. Oh Back to the Future Two <laughs> yeah. uh, is not rather better con?
2: I be. don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That I have no clue for. That's I haven't true. seen it.
1: Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I saw it in the theater and, uh, it was great. A lot of really fun little Easter eggs. I thought they really like amped up like the video gamey of it. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: that's, that's cool. Cause yeah. that's what I liked least about the first exactly, one. Exactly. Yeah. Cause I really liked the stuff when they were in like the, his place. Exactly.
1: And that's Emerald what Hill a lot of this is. And, uh, I mean like we, we've seen it in the trailers. Like Idris Elba is knuckles, which is just great. Oh, I didn't know that. That's um, cool yeah so he's really cool yeah um, you
0: definitely want to you know put a real serious actor in that role <laughs>
1: exactly for gravitas i do love um people asked him immediately he was like oh are you gonna make knuckles hot and he was like no i'm not gonna make knuckles hot and the first thing he says and i'm like knuckles is hot <laughs> um yeah it was the really first cool. thing he's said,
2: like, the first i don't thing- even know what the f- knuckles is <laughs> the first thing he said was i'm gonna fuck
1: your headshot Chuck." oh boy oh, come on that was, that was <laughs> i want to cut bleaks. that all out <laughs> those <was> two um <laughs> no it was really good it was really fun there was a lot of like setting up for the future too which i'm excited for and uh yeah i was excited for it like for the past like three days before it came out, I was like, I'm going to see Sonic 2 at the end of this week. Like that was the only thing getting me through that week. Dude,
0: I got to admit, I actually can't wait to see it in six years when it's on Hulu and I forget about it. And then <laughs> it'll then probably remember. be there
2: in like a year or two. Yeah, but I won't yeah, remember. Yeah. yeah, That's how I watched it. I was like, this looks mildly entertaining. It gets really good reviews. I- I'll watch it. And then I did. Yeah. I think we watched it for Talk Me Into. Didn't
0: we, we did we for we the did. Sonic yeah. episode. That's right. It's almost like you were forced to. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, that's what I've been talking myself nice. into
1: very like easily. Dan, what are you talking yourself into?
0: I got to look at my phone because I don't even remember. Oh, I am talking (laughs) myself into... This is kind of a a follow-up or a sequel to a long ago talking myself into. Long ago. So, uh, I had talked myself into buying movies on eBay. Yeah, right. I talked about how, like, you know, I'm not desperate to have a hard copy of things. You know, they're usually always available on streaming. But if it's something I really enjoy, I do like to own the physical copy Just in case. You never know where, you know, licenses are going to end up. Right. Something moves from one streaming service to another. Blah, 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 blah. So my original talking myself into was like, go on eBay and try to find a deal. Mm. So the problem is, this is only anecdotal evidence provided by me, but it seems like physical media is not nearly as popular as it used to be. Oh, no. No. And the eBay purchasing is not as great a deal as it used to be. No, it's not as many. No. So See, why? when you want to go out and buy a Blu-ray of Avengers, there's a lot of Blu-rays of Avengers right. sitting around Walmart's and stuff.
1: But so if you want to buy No Way Home, there's this where not it's going. as much. Yep. So lately the past few that I've
0: tried to pick up, which are like Eternals is not my favorite movie, but I own every Marvel movie, so I'm going to buy it. Right. So like each Are you getting 4K? I'm looking for the 4K yeah, one. You got it. Yeah. So uh Ebay has
2: not really been cutting it. Well, also Marvel movies are never on sale at like brick and mortar stores or anywhere else, and they're also like not for sale on Amazon, which is a weird
0: thing. They really? come out later. Oh, yeah, interesting. they have a weird
1: thing with. I usually Amazon. go to Target.
0: Yeah, so Walmart. There's been a few. Uh, like I mentioned, uh, Eternals, also Dune. I have not found a copy like for a reasonable deal. Mm. So this week I'm talking myself into just, just <clears throat> buying it at full price. Just do it. <laughs> I just love do it, it, Dan. Because honestly, it's at this point. It's not worth the wait. Am I going to like scour eBay for a month?
1: Right. Unless something you don't want to like, watch it right, right away. Dented. You're also yeah. not supporting something that you like on eBay.
0: Exactly. And also, sometimes things just, if the numbers are way down, they don't hit the resale market. So like, Dune, I really like the Best Buy Steelbook. Mm-hmm. It's not available. You can't get it like people who bought it. They only made a certain amount and they're not reselling them. Mm. So I'm not going to spend more than what it originally cost. So here's my quandary is like um, Spider-Man No Way Home. I found a copy on eBay and this was kind of the last straw. I ended up getting it for like i went back and forth for like three days
2: with the someone someone doing best offers yeah and i ended up the best offer last night it took 30 seconds i was like here's an offer here's a counter offer i accept here's your money this (laughs)
0: well this guy was not responding right away they have up to 24 hours and also like we went back and forth over like 50 cents here and there (laughs) i ended up buying it after three days of work and saving one dollar
1: oh damn
0: So i was like i'm not doing this anymore the batman is coming out in a couple weeks yeah. Best Buy has a beautiful steelbook. I'm just going to buy it.
1: Like, it's a couple Proud dollars of more than I would have spent, but. Especially with something like Batman. Obviously, Warner Brothers has a ton of money or whatever, but, like, Batman didn't do well. Like, it, it, it did uh, fine. It did
2: pretty well, Jim. It did well it did compared to, like,
1: well. a, an Avengers or something, is what well, I'm yeah, saying. Yeah,
2: nothing will For do. For COVID, it
0: was, like, the third biggest movie. Yeah,
1: agreed. But I'm saying compared to something like spider-man that came out not that long ago that did was a Gang world beater. yeah well yeah exactly. dr strange
2: isn't gonna do as well as spider-man either but it's not like they're gonna be sad at making eight hundred thousand dollars
1: i agree i'm just saying you should probably support the things that you want to support to
2: but also indicative of what
0: you're saying jimmy um clearly warner brothers is using the success of the batman to funnel uh, people agreed. to HBO Max because yeah. it's already coming to HBO Max. Yeah, that's it's where still I'm going to watch showing it in theaters. over the
2: course of like four days. Yeah, so
0: they're not going to be spending a huge amount right. of money on physical format stuff. Right. So yeah, it, I think that Spider-Man No way, way Home was the last straw for my, you know, take your time and buy it on eBay because they're just not making as many. The market's not flooded with physical copies and I'm not finding good deals on
1: eBay. Right. Well, I think they are making a lot. They're just not buying a lot of them.
0: Oh, you mean like so the resale market yeah. is not doing well because exactly the original purchasers purchasers aren't out there. Yes. Also, they're used when these movies were not coming to streaming platforms right away. There was a huge market where people would buy these movies. They would take the digital code out and then sell right. the hard copy. And I would get great deals on those. Yeah. does not exist anymore because why would someone buy it for the digital the code digital. when it's on HBO Max? Right so yeah long story short that just, wasn't short it's been like five minutes of you telling a, a thirty-second <laughs> story. that's how a long story short works i've just told you the long story now the short i'm gonna summarize it in one Oh, sentence. i thought you were saying you <laughs> gave the short version nope. that would just be telling us <laughs> short story. yeah that's what
2: i thought you were doing
0: nope when you say long story short it's your way of saying like here was the thing and now i here's start with long
2: it. story short and give the abridged version so
1: that's not the TLDR.
0: yeah jeff's like uh so i have
2: a dog now long story short dog (laughs) that's not how i would present it i would say long story short i have a dog if you would like to hear more let me know and i'll give you the long story that's literally the opposite of that phrase no that's how i use it well you're using it wrong
0: (laughs) well i've been using it and nobody's corrected jeff cut me off before the short part long story short i'm buying things at the full price great who else has to go jeff i do what are you talking yourself into buying a dog long story (laughs) short guys i'm married now
2: (laughs) i've been talking myself into drafting on magic arena because i miss drafting so much i haven't done it since covid started actually before that because life got in the way but there was like three years when i drafted very regularly in Uh person Um, it's a very fun format for me and I kind of fell off and I'm not in the meta. I don't really know like everything going on with all the sets that are coming out, but I've been playing magic arena daily for well over a year now. Um, and I've accumulated draft tokens, so I don't have to like pay to do drafts i just like here's my token and i'm gonna do a draft and like i don't want to do it on my phone because like you have to like pick cards and build a deck and it's tedious and annoying so i've just been using my computer uh and it's not very tedious it's still different there's like i don't know there there's no the gathering when when you're doing it there's Uh. no like social aspect so there's different ways you can do, you can like draft against a computer. So it's like, just you pick a card and then you just keep going and going, or you can do it for real when you're physically rotating the packs around and picking cards out. Right. Um, so I've done it once so far and I got absolutely fucking housed. Sorry, Jim. It was real bad because I haven't drafted in like three years. So I'm still like getting back into the format right. and also just like I was not familiar with uh, the Kamigawa cards that I used. And it, it was it was a bad experience, but I want to <laughs> get it back as bad as Pepsi draft. It? Pepsi draft is so bad.
1: You know, after we did- got it actually recently and because I didn't have it right after you guys opened it and right. it was not good.
2: No, after we did the episode, I watched several draft reviews and they were all the exact nitro reviews. Yeah. And they were all the same thing. Like, this, this is flat. flat. Yeah. It tastes flat. Same. I bad. saw a few. And yeah. then I saw people cut open the cans and there was like a little device in there that like oh, releases really? the nitro. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Um Yeah. No, it's it. It was it was not as bad as Pepsi nitro. OK, but it was it was pretty bad. I mean, the good thing is you get to keep the cards add to your collection. Right. which I don't. Build many decks. That's another talk myself into in the future. When I have to talk about Magic Arena because Dan hates it. That's it. True story. <laughs> he was on his phone. True story. As soon as I said magic, he, he picked up his phone ah, and was like, well, let me well, it's not even social. that. It's actually better than that. Jeff's discussing magic gaming drafts on his phone and i'm planning a date with an attractive woman you just talked <laughs> for an hour about saving a dollar on buying a spider-man movie yeah and you talked for an hour about <laughs> should i buy a playstation 5 or an xbox one 360 <laughs> <laughs>
0: but then i just made a date so i'm cooler than okay, you well yeah it's a I, date i'm married to an eight.
2: attractive woman i win this round <laughs> go on a date with her I, i'm gonna date the hell out of her i've been on dates with her and i'm going to continue Lindsay, to i would like it. to take you to our
0: dining room because we can't get a babysitter so date night in the dining room Dude,
1: i'll watch Jeffrey. baby
2: Nate dates are the absolute best for her birthday we went to Sher khan and we took mm. jeffrina with us <laughs> cut it out, um, <laughs> <Put> it out. <laughs>
1: i marked it we for took you. jeffrina
2: with us and it was lovely it just makes it so much better how is she at restaurants she was fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was My outside. Did you bring food for her or did you try to find something that she could eat? We gave her, we brought her own food, but we also gave her some of ours. Naan? Naan, tikka, whatever was there. She said tikka several times.
1: Nice. nice. Mm, that's super
2: Turnstile is an American hardcore punk fan from Baltimore, Maryland. Dan's going to say Baltimore. There it is. <laughs> I knew he was going to say he can't. He can't hear somebody say Baltimore without going Baltimore. There's certain key phrases that I have to comment on. Like what? What's another one? I told us. So. Wash the Bears. Go yourself to hell um jeff thinks like the cool way to be edgy is to say a swear every sentence no that's just how i talk when we're not recording we talk and we don't really care anymore in this podcast so we just talk I and it's, it's kind of funnier to hear the the bleeps but yeah so uh, jimmy's like
0: i'm overwhelmed jeff's like let me give you 60 things to bleep this episode <laughs> yeah we're not talking about
1: that
2: um Turnstile is a band that's been around for a little bit over a decade. From Baltimore? I'm not talking you into the band. I think that you guys should like the band and revisit other albums, because I'm still doing that now, Mm. and I like most of what I hear. But I wanted to do Record Roundtable 5 for our three-year... Uh, anniversary episode like three or four months ago And Jimmy was like, man, listen to music I don't have anything to give to you <laughs> And Great I was like, impression. you don't have one Album that you like that we haven't heard No, everything I like is from You guys because you're daddies <laughs> And I was like, oh
1: wow That's actually described correctly Yeah, yeah.
2: that's the exact conversation that happened yeah. Um, And I was like, well We have to talk about this album, so we're just going to do An entire episode on Turnstiles Album and on Because it is absolutely incredible this came out in the lat the latter half of 2021 i just listened to it for the first time like maybe december or january um like like i said this is a band that shows up on like my spotify list like you you listen to bane you might like turnstile and i was like i might and you know i heard some older songs tell me what to like and i'm like yeah these are like straight up good hardcore songs they're fine whatever and then for some reason, I just put on this album and I was like, let me try them out. Their latest album. And I hit play and I was like, oh, shit, this ain't your daddy's hardcore, but it is. Um, <laughs> it's not your daddy's hardcore. It's your dad's. Hardcore. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's father's <laughs> hardcore. Um, huh, it's just so good. It is. It's it's fresh and new, but it also you can hear like influences from every genre of music that like I grew up with. There's like there's like 90s hardcore and punk. There's like weird 311 influences, kind of just like this like surf rock stuff. There's there's so much stuff in here that it took me so, not so long cuz I was immediately like this album is amazing. But then the more I listened to it, I was just like there's so much to digest and it just rips. It's just so catchy and it's such it it's one of my albums when people are like, What are your top five albums that are like perfect? This is one of them now. Whoa, this album is no amazing! Shit. Yeah, it's and and it's that doesn't happen often. There's like this Touche Amore Stage Four before yeah. that, maybe like uh H2O is nothing to prove, you know, that's like Me going back to 2008 to or something. So, this is an album that is just like this will define this period of my life. Oh, I feel like a, that. as far as like memories go. Yeah. You know, or maybe Gaslight Anthem was between uh, mm. two shame or, you know, they have some good albums. Memories. But. So have you guys ever heard turnstile or heard of this heard album? of them, but heard of them yeah. through me because they were they I, was I actually into
0: I, once. I think that I've actually heard one or two songs from this as like Spotify reached the end of an album. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. Me too. Of this
2: album or of them. No, I think I've heard, like, the first track of this album somewhere. Okay. All right. Well, well, we'll get into it. I'm, I'm excited to see what you guys have to say about it. I'm excited. On In my head, I'm like, this is a yes. This is, like, the easiest yes. But this show has done some weird stuff. <laughs> and it's made me really, really sad at points. And I hope this doesn't <laughs> make me sad because I want to. Sh- There's only one other person that I know that, like, loves this band. Uh, Jess, yeah. friend of the show. Um, Shout out to Jess, and she she has the the record, and it's like two hundred dollars at what? bare minimum. And every single Turnstile record is expensive. Like their seven inches are like fifty bucks. You cannot find this for less than like. 60. well aren't they they're on a major label so maybe they're th- on roadrunner but i mean like maybe they don't actually make that many physical vinyl i think they did i think that they were like this is a hardcore band and hardcore kids will buy it yeah but then it was like a big you deal. know spin uh-huh. names at the number one album of 2021
1: like, Glad right, i'm not buying uh, vinyl anymore
2: <laughs> <laughs> i well i red scroll posted. you wouldn't the,
0: be buying this vinyl red <laughs> scroll
2: posted the cassette and i before i knew this i sent them a dm and i was like do you have a new or used copy of the LP? And they were like, no, it's not in print right now. Mm. So I don't, I think that they just didn't expect the success. Uh. Maybe, I don't know, but yeah, I'm, I'm getting real. i Love this album. I don't remember a time when it wasn't in like my top six most listened or most recent listened to things on Spotify. Well, Jeff, the good news is um, you didn't build up expectations too high,
0: calling it one of the top five albums <laughs> of all time. Uh, so we'll see if we like it as much as well, you
2: do. Not all of my personal like desert island records. I would say yeah, top ten. I'll go top. 10. Okay, Wolf. <laughs> uh, I was just talking to the guys in the back, and they were like, "Have you ever heard of Turnstile's Glow On? Uh, it's a really good album. There, are, there are other albums." Pretty good, but you don't call mine. it's pretty good. Still holds up. <laughs>
0: Okay, fellas.
2: Classic. Classic Dan.
0: Turnstile is a band. Glow On is an album. We're going
2: to be spoiling it. Yes, we are. I got a lot of thoughts. Can't wait. A lot of takes. Ooh. Let's get right into it. We had a shorter time to prepare for this than we usually do, so we didn't have our two weeks, so I hope that you guys listen to it enough, Jimmy, to (laughs) (laughs)
1: attack. I don't know who you're talking about.
2: (laughs) Well, I listen to
0: it a lot. Okay. Because personally... And this was a deci- decision I made before we even listened to it. I felt that the last few music uh, episodes we did, I didn't embrace the listening side as much. OK. And listening to an album once through is not enough for me to make conjecture. Right. Oh, yeah, I agree. So I've listened to this uh, a bunch of times. I listened to it four times yesterday alone. As I reference <laughs> in the first part of this episode. Um, The first track Mystery Was one that I had heard before Okay yeah Um, I don't think this was like The first single Maybe a single at all So
2: they did With this album They released an EP last year Called Turnstile Love Connection And it was four of these songs Not in the same order So this was one of the songs on there But it was like second in order and then they built an album around it and kind of changed the order around
0: yeah i think uh for some reason like i said i think spotify picked this when i was listening to like touche amore at the end of an album that makes sense um it's very interesting because it expands upon traditional hardcore and pushes boundaries but it's also very catchy right and i like that combination and it starts with the arpeggiator yep and digital arpeggio which uh, becomes sort of a through line it's like sort yeah. of this connective tissue that runs through the album We very hear it on digital a few sounding sounds yeah. like
1: vaporwave
0: yeah we hear it on a few different tracks but yeah this song um is sort of like at moments traditional punk and hardcore but also like sort of gives me 90s like grunge but, kind of yeah but like sludgy grunge right. like um jane's addiction but it's also not like dirty like the, the distortion no is
1: really clean. it's also got a lot of like metal influences too yep. it felt oh, yeah. like yeah for sure faith have no
0: more a- is a big calling card for me because if you yeah. listen to that that's like groups into grunge but it's got this very uh compressed fuzz guitar
2: it's, sound it's grungy it's that part is really noticeable during the guitar solos and like the leads like the the guitar is like something that i really want to talk about
0: overall on this album we'll get to more late Mm. later but it's uh very unique for what's going on in heavy music right now
1: yeah Yeah, i have a weird comparison um it reminds me a lot of crush 40 which is the band that does sonic music oh oh boy we're gonna get to that
2: there are two songs in here where i literally said it sounds like a sonic game it
1: does yeah yeah,
2: for sure mystery not so much mystery dan is right it does sound it does sound like a straight up just like fun punk song with like the arpeggiator caps like that digital and i mean you hear a little bit of reverb on the vocals which becomes like a a thing throughout this and it's got jimmy's woes in it i mean (laughs) this song is really just setting you up this is this is the pitch And then blackout is when the, the bat hits the ball. So, yeah. So this goes into, and at the end with, with the it pitches up. It's like, and then it just like stops into the, and it's so crisp and just like right there
0: in your face. Yeah. Blackout the second track. Um, you know, it's a vibe change. It's heavy, but it starts doing something that becomes a trend which is incorporating digital and electronic samples into the drum beat um
2: so it's because it's like almost i don't know if they use like an actual like metronome or something or if it was just the drummer but you you have that like yeah
0: so typically like when you're integrating electronic stuff into a band like this, the drummer is playing to a click track and those samples are pre-programmed at the start. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're, what I'm referencing is the live drum beat in this song is yeah. just pretty straightforward punk thing. Yep. But by literally throwing in just two hits of an electronic tr- drum, which is there's this like
2: live, he uses cowbells Oh, really? or like blocks. Yeah. I, wood I, blocks. Yeah. No, um, I think they actually are cowbells cuz I've watched a lot of live videos of them recently and like he's just like do 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 da and when there's like a break in all of the sound where all you hear is a yeah it's it sounds so good
0: yeah there um this song has like a fun vibe you know it's that like tw- like sort of bouncy beat and heavy guitars and things like that it's catchy um but then it
2: really like takes a left-hand turn and goes to this like super heavy beat down it goes to this well there's a couple of them it goes first it goes this very tough guy breakdown which is it sounds a lot like most of their other music like they've incorporated other things to certain extents um in their songs on previous albums but this is kind of like what turnstile outside of this album sounds like mm-hmm. really just like tough guy but still like positive mm-hmm. um yeah and
0: then it goes to this weird percussive like jungle beat ending which yeah I like. it's like
2: it's the tough guy breakdown for like i don't know eight measures or something then it goes into like this uh positive youth hardcore two-step and mm. then it goes into like everything breaks down and it's just the drums like mm. you're saying
1: everything feels very clean like yeah. it does
2: but not in a bad way no
1: not at all it, it definitely mm. feels to me like really you
0: don't think so for well, i think song? what you're saying is true i think it's all very clean Sometimes I think it's detrimental. Oh, okay. I think specifically the guitar tone overall on this album is is too over-compressed. Mm,
1: it feels to me a little Wilhelm screamy. Um, it goes further. Like,
0: I actually like your reference to that Sonic video game stuff, because yeah. on the playlist episode, a lot of the stuff that you were playing remind me of this, <laughs> which is like yeah. guitars that are like very distorted and pushed forward in yep, the mix, right. but they're like so over-compressed that they don't really sound like guitars anymore. They're just like buzz saws. They're like... Eh that's fair
2: some of it and i think that's kind of like that like pseudo new metal-y kind of influences well it's also something that was happening like in the late 80s early
0: 90s like uh, bands like biohazard and Mm -hmm. suicidal tendencies oh dude there's a lot of like chromags here too like especially with the reverb um so like heavy music, like just to take a little side tangent on the history of like how guitars were recorded and mixed in heavy music, mm-hmm. they started out sounding very live and very shitty. And then like <laughs> over the years, like people started working on like how can we compress these guitars and make them sound more unified and more upfront in the mix until the point where they didn't sound like guitars anymore. They just sounded like a midi keyboard guitar sound where there's like eh, eh, right. eh. and then now we've sort of gone back and said like, okay, maybe we went too far. This I don't think is significantly at its worst, but I think it's a little bit further towards that, like over compressed digitizing guitar mm.
2: than what we typically hear in like a Touche more. or I something could hear like that. that. But I think that's not a bad thing because of the different layers that they build in here. I think it's definitely a choice. I don't think they ended up a with like, no, I don't especially think they... for
1: an album that's like this, where it seems pretty like standout, like, Or, like, away from, like, what they usually do, as Jeff was kind of alluding to before. Yeah.
2: So don't play. Yeah. Like, you go from, like, that jungle beat right into him, like, it's like that pitch-corrected voice when he's like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. Like, that transition Mm -hmm. is so good.
0: Um, It starts off with, like, this chunk in the beginning that's, like, straightforward fast punk rock. (laughs) Like, that type of vibe. Um, which is fine for me, but not anything like life changing. Yeah. But then it um transitions
2: to this cool dance hall Latin beat. This Dude, it's Latin like fusion. It's like flamenco or samba or something. Like okay. I sound really ignorant right now, but yeah, it's like this this <laughs> like you boom, said boom, Latin boom, percussion, boom, but it's still a punk song. It's not like it doesn't feel like they're inserting a weird genre here. Yeah. It just sounds like they're they're making that part of the punk beat. Yeah, I mean
0: there's a a guitar solo in here that's pretty interesting um there's a lot of interesting uses of like flange and phaser and he does this very like 80s inspired like heavy metal
2: sweepy guitar solo there's that like over a piano that's kind of like playing another like samba thing over the drum beat too it's it's a cool vibe yeah there's a hostage com song that this reminds me a lot of um
0: i can't remember what it's called uh but anyways it's definitely like this samba style vibe and then when the keyboard kicks in it's enhanced oh, I know by what you're that talking about um is it wither on the vine maybe anyways um it's from the first self-titled hostage com album um this isn't my favorite song on this album i think it's like very interesting to incorporate yeah, that but it gets a bit repetitive for me i don't think the
2: songs are too long either i think they end before they can get repetitive. Oh,
1: yeah. There's yeah. a lot of songs and it. it's a pretty like, there's like, I don't know how many tracks or whatever, like but 13 or 14 yeah, and it's only a half hour long. Yeah.
0: 35 minutes. Uh, so not my favorite. Uh, definitely a cool
2: experimental vibe, but the next track is one of my favorites. Wow. I was wondering what you'd say about this. Cause this is one of the most different or jarring, I would say songs. Like, were you expecting this to happen? Um, so, so
0: I, I didn't know that they were going to go this um, mid tempo or low tempo, right. but it does not seem out of place on the album sonically.
2: No, not at all. Um, Speaking of Sonic. Ooh. <laughs> This is the first song where I was like, I get mad Sonic the Hedgehog vibes. <laughs> like it it just sounds like you're you're playing a Sonic game, like one of the underwater levels or I something. Hear that, yeah. yeah, I mean it's underwater boy mm-hmm. and it brings to mind underwater levels of video games. They did really yeah. good sound painting here. Like the sounds use of A-B-M. whammy bars and like just pedals. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you're underwater. Yeah, the guitars so like, are uh real like flangey and
0: phased out and there's like a lot of reverb. It's very like shimmery and echoey and there's also like some electronic. I don't there's know some whistling. I love when there's whistling in songs. So I I looked up a little bit. I didn't want to like spoil anything, but I wanted to know like if there was a keyboard player in this band and it says like there's keyboards on this album that the singer played.
2: Yeah, so the singer and I think the producer played on the album and live he played. The singer plays them. So it's a mix
0: to me how much of that is actually keyboard and
2: how much of it is like samples. I think like, you know, there's, there is a difference because he does play like a couple notes, but there's, he also does have like I I don't know if it's an actual Moog or just a synthesizer, Mm -hmm. but he plays synth parts and there are samples and other songs from other albums. They actually do have samples of like women singing that they play. Um, and then they play along with that into the song. Yeah. There's female guest vocals and background vocals like throughout
0: this album. I think this is the first one where they're sort of featured. Um, the verses reminded me a lot of, like, The Cure or, like, other 80s like that. synth
2: mm-hmm. pop bands. And it's definitely got lo-fi vibes during some of these intro parts, too.
1: Oh, yeah. There's a lot of lo-fi, yeah. like, uh, Vaporwave. This is the one that's like... Synthwave. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Uh, the next song, Holiday. Well, we also haven't really gotten into the lyrics a lot. This album is kind of just, like, a product of its time, which is pandemics and shutdowns yeah right. and we will get into that but like i i think that this song too is kind of like that like are you wasting your time doing all of this stuff like what is your goal mm. yeah i mean i got more into the lyrics a little bit towards the second half of the album yeah so I, have I mean they're, to they're kind of the same but yeah what about holiday dan what were you saying uh well this is the one that opens up with the cool bass line cool bass line and they have that metronome that i mentioned like even if, if it's a metronome or just the drummer mm. and then it gets into the like that, that to me is like the, a synth or something. I don't know if that's programmed, but it's probably the whole intro feels like a ticking time bomb and you're just waiting to get punched in the face. Hmm. with something so one of the problems i have with this album and i i
0: did take pretty thorough notes but i have a hard time remembering which song is which because a lot of the titles like don't stick out to me yeah
2: i can hear. i mean is this the one that's like yeah no it's
0: oh yeah so this is the one yeah that seems simple but if you actually listen to it like i turned up the volume on the baseline. he's doing like some cool little harmonic pieces um under that riff where he's like sort of like Jim when you're like playing bass Mm -hmm. uh you can like play a note but also have your finger rest on another note lightly so when you're playing Mm -hmm. that main note you can like pluck a harmonic of another thing right and that's happening and that just sort of like gives this like like in the background Mm -hmm. while there's the main riff going
1: that's fair which
0: I appreciated um this song to me is all about the dynamics between like super loud stuff and super quiet stuff yeah. happens throughout
2: um Well it's a juxtaposition of the verses mm. when it's like and that's a or the chorus that's a holiday da, 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 and then when he's like i can never feel, feel the cold never feel the cold Yeah uh the
0: chorus rips that whole the way it takes off and a holiday da, 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 da. um the, i really like the way the electronic samples integrate with the beat yeah so a lot of times when people use synth or keyboards or samples. They make
2: that the focus.
0: Exactly. Or it lives in the range of the vocals. Yeah. So like it's at the front of the mix and stuff like that. Right. Um, It's center channel. This is really interesting because just the dynamics of them, um, where they are like harmonically and like where they are in the mix lives with the drum beat. Which I really like because yeah. it becomes a percussive thing mm. rather than a melodic thing Yeah, that a makes lot sense. of times. So I appreciated that. I think um, the way those samples fit in with the drum beat in the buildup of the song is really like just adds to the like emotion and like... It gives this like emotional swell, like through that buildup part. A lot of hardcore bands do buildups, mm-hmm. but to just
2: like break it down to nothing but drums and then add in these digital samples is really cool. Yeah. Cause they do go back to like that intro part too. Mm-hmm. So the whole song is just like a build up, and then you're just like ebbing and flowing. But like some of the most extreme examples I've seen and especially music like this yeah. and it all works. So Jeff, yeah, here's a hot take, hot take
0: the next song humanoid slash shake it up. Yeah. Is really two songs
2: it is but they're so short <laughs> but like so humanoid was the first song on this album that was actually sung by the bass player franz uh the lead I singer say, is brandon a track it's and there's a also singer. there's also a guy blood orange i don't know who he is who sings on some other track. That's a woman that does guest vocals she's the female guest vocalist on a couple oh, tracks. Okay. i don't i just knew that it said with blood orange i don't yeah. know who it is um i think she's a solo artist Yeah. So the first part humanoid, this is mad, bad brains, vibes, just like that super fast. punk. Yeah. And then there's like that warbly guitar too. It's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and this, this is just straight up just about like, you know, being locked down and just like going crazy. Yep. Um, and then shake it up. This is why I think it should be one song because you have that whole, like, you know, we're stuck here. We're never going to get out. This is where we are forever. And then just like the shake it up to me is like the inside part of you. Like get out. Yeah. <laughs> we, you, fighting to break. We free. need to leave and get out of here. And I mean, that's the lead singer, Brandon, who does shake it up. Lyrically. I can see
0: that yeah. um, musically they feel different. Um, the second half, shake it up. I like
2: better. Um, it's got a really good, like Bob to it. Would it have worked by itself though? If these are different songs or that's a good point, if they were, even if they were like not in this order, I yeah. think they have to be in this order and they have to be one track. Uh, possibly. Uh, it, it gives me like major suicidal tendencies vibes. Oh, for sure. Dude. Like, and then to like it, it goes from like bad brains to shake it up, which is just like, it just sounds like this sh- shitty New York hardcore band, but done well. Yeah. Well, and then shake it up becomes almost a transition into the next track endless. Right. Which at first I wasn't too into, I kind of always forgot about it, but then when I would listen to it, I was like, oh, I was just thinking this is like three different songs, like different pieces of it. Right. Um. I mean, the first part of this is fine. I like the fast
0: paced vocals. They sort of give me Bad Brains vibe again. They're really like, ah, da, 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 right. da, like machine gun style vocals. Then there's the Yaz that are cool. Jimmy, what'd you think about that?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> I don't remember necessarily. Uh sorta, similar, <laughs> I I only listened to it once, literally wrote
2: Yaz or right Up Jimmy's Alley. <laughs> yeah. No, but I like this cuz it does have like that Spitfire like. <speaking Vincent>
0: Jeff, did you listen to Energy back in the day? Yeah. This reminds me of Energy this song a lot because <laughs> or like Black Sales in the Sunset era AFI where the kind of. the guitar part is pretty simple but the vocals really stand yeah, out.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah
0: that feels like energy to me um fly again
2: i didn't have any issues
0: with it but it didn't stand out to me really it's so
2: catchy it's so good starts out with that piano (laughs) and it's like this like distant low-fi thing and then it it just sounds like i don't know it, it does sound like a lot of the songs we've mentioned before there's not too much new but dude like Still can't feel the hole you left behind Yeah, that's the best part of the song It's so catchy I wrote that down That lyric in that moment is really powerful And just the whole Lindsay will sing that And she's like I don't like your music (laughs) It's It's loud Alien
0: Love Call I think was the first single they released Is that true? Like I think this is the first track That came
2: out before the album Mm, It might have been Or it might have been on the EP I'm trying to remember Because I think that No Surprise Mystery TLC an alien love call. Yeah, you're right. Yep. So, I think that's like very ballsy. Um, this is very ballsy because this is, this is just like a a groove. A, a, yeah, it's a, it's a groove, but also it's just it's placed there because it, it's winding us down before we get into the next maniacal songs that we're <laughs> about to hear. Yeah, I really like this one. I think the female vocals are more
0: present, and they have like some cool effects on it, which right. I enjoy. It's definitely a vibe. Um, I like
2: that it's like pretty much dead in the middle of the album because it gives you like a breath that's what i'm saying yeah like as an album which is you know if i just gave you this song on like a turnstile playlist you'd be like okay this is fine Hmm. but listening to it in this order i think it's placed really well yeah um i love this song i think it's a great
0: example of so music is about having rules and then breaking them purposefully and one of them one of my favorite examples of this is like um, you. The rule is you don't want to do the same thing too many times because it becomes boring and monotonous. However, if you have a good groove, you can break that rule. Yeah. And this is a pretty long song too. Yep, and it should be boring because it's a lot of the same riff, the same vibe, even the same mm-hmm. lyrics over and over again. Mm-hmm. But. That band is so in sync. The tempo is so perfect. The drummer's like just a hair behind the beat to the point where you like can't help but move to this song. Right.
2: And you just like want more. It doesn't mm. matter that it's the same thing. Dude, I'll be driving in my car and like screaming, singing these lyrics. And then all of a sudden this comes on and I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's a vibe. Oh, it's <laughs> for sure a vibe. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think what else. What did I write in here that's like... um oh i loved that the ending of this song returns to that digital arpeggio it does yeah this really makes you think like okay this is an important song for them like the placement on the album Mm. the use of that
1: digital well think about it
2: alien love call mystery were both on the tlc ep Mm -hmm. so it's this
1: they have that going on and then that goes chasing waterfalls
2: (laughs) that goes into wild world which just starts out with like when the first time i heard this i was like this is crazy. This is like a fever dream. It has like the wood blocks like da, 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 da." And I'm like, something crazy is going to happen. And it do. Yeah. I wrote down like it,
0: like this is kind of a corny word, but this is what came to mind that the decision making on incorporating the wood block into that beat is like stunning. Like it's just, it is, it just knocks you back and you're like, whoa. like uh, how can I say this? Like when you play heavy music, there's a lot of bravado and ego involved. Mm -hmm. And to be
2: able to take a step back and be in a band and suggest, what if I throw wood blocking? Dude, in here? and when you see them live, like they just look like any hardcore band. Like the drummer's just there. Sitting in there shirtless sweating and then he's just like banging on a wood block i disagree and the crowd's going crazy too <laughs> one of the things that i forgot to mention in the first episode is that through
0: our friend jess i had seen a clip of a video of them playing at like the tonight show okay you're right the, the singer wears a bucket hat yeah and the singer <laughs> is like wearing makeup like he doesn't look like oh, a did? typical like oh, no, no, hardcore no. dude yeah he's got like long slick back hair it's a real piece of shit yeah <laughs> real slick back But yeah, I mean, uh, I just think that this is one of the standouts of the album. Oh, now we're on to Wild World, which is also great. Um,
2: And I like when they pitch his voice down. He's like, low, low, low. low." That's more like sound painting, too. That Just really works. Couldn't help but think of a Flo Rider reference there. (laughs) Shorty got
0: low, low, low. Wonder if that's intentional. Could be. Maybe. Yeah, I think it is. Um, Great example of how they can incorporate little tweaks like the beat or the pitch shift to take what is a traditional hardcore guitar chord progression and just push it to like something interesting.
2: Yeah. I mean, even at the end, like they have that, like kind of chugging breakdown, like Dan, and and the mm. second time they just like take that one little beat out, other done.
0: Yeah. Love that. They do a little stutter step in there. Mm. Uh, Dance off for me. This is like, A fine mid tempo, like grunge inspired track um, with some different interesting
2: percussions. It's fun. It's what it is. It's just supposed to be a fun song to dance to. It's about dancing. Well, so two things. Lyrically, I think that it's
0: about dancing and it's about playing a show. Mosh pits and stuff like that. But also, I think the level beyond that is about what we were just talking about, which is leaving behind ego. Yeah. And embracing change and not being pigeonholed realizing what a hardcore band is. Yeah. Yeah. And the world is changing or is it me who's the same? Yeah. And it's like, I'm okay with that. Like if you don't want, if you want to keep doing your same old thing, that's fine, but I'm not interested in that. Um, And like another thing I wanted to touch on is there could, the guitar solos on this album are very interesting, but they don't seem like they have a character. What I mean is like. Guitar players typically have, like, a, st- a sound and a style. And these sound like each guitar solo is inspired
2: by a different guitarist. Like, this is full Tom Morello. It might be, too. I mean, they very regularly get compared to Rage Against the Machine. Really? Which yeah. is, fi- like, I mean, they, they get compared to 25 different bands. Yeah. And it all makes sense. I liked it, though. Um, new Heart Design. Yeah. This was another one that was sung um, by the bass player. Really? Yeah. Another, no. like... Uh,
0: was Which that? is interesting.
2: Or no, I'm sorry. No surprise was. Yeah, I was uh, going to say, this is a very difficult bass riff to sing over. It's like a walking bass line. Yeah, this is another one that sounds like Sonic.
0: <laughs> really? Because I was getting like Talking Heads vibes. Very like shimmery cutting guitars. I could, I'm, both of those are accurate. <laughs> a walking, like funky bass line. The vocals cut through. Mm. Um, some of the vocals and the melodies on this track, but also throughout this album, remind me of Ignite i don't know if you were getting that vibe melodic hardcore band ignite Mm, i mean they're on my list of bands to talk about but i don't know kind of i like this song a lot it's very danceable like i said it brings to mind like those 70s post-punk bands um the next
2: song turnstile love connection yeah so this this go there's like somebody talking to like their dad on like a phone call or something at the end of the song yeah that was it goes into cute this. i remember that what what about this song dan what about tlc oh i like it it's a, this is like the circle pit song oh this yeah dude this is their most like hardcore
0: youth crew song that they have it's also fun and reminds me of like a lot of older bands that would do like a theme song for the band Yeah, like a lot of bands had those right. in like early youth crew ba- bands and stuff but yeah. I mean, what comes to mind for me is where the bloodshot, where the bloodshot. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. And then it just gets to the end where it's just repeating that chant. I want to thank you for letting me see myself. Do you I get that reference? Thank you. No,
0: that's no. 100% for sure. A callback to a Sly and the Family St- Stone song. I want to thank you for letting me be myself.
2: I didn't know that that I had no clue for. So that was cool also. (laughs) And then when it cuts to like that weird like dreamy outro when it's all like pitched down and
0: yeah before that there's a really interesting chord progression that's like I'm like this reminds me of something so bad it took me like a whole day to figure out what it was and it's the same chord progression as MTV Get Off the Air by Dead Kennedys. (laughs) Oh wow you're right yeah. It's cool. I mean, I like artists that do homages. That one may have been, you know, not on purpose, but for sure, the Sly and the Family Stone one was. Um,
2: no surprise. This is the one that Fran sings, too. I really like this song a lot i like it a lot too it's real chill um i like that it's like like, after tlc you need to cool down yeah (laughs) yeah it's a it's a cool
0: off song it reminds me a lot of um matt and kim some of their like slower more ambient songs it's very like bass and drums and electronica Mm. yeah i can see that yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's kind of like chill wave
2: um i like that it ends abruptly it just cuts off right so this one i believe went right into mystery on the ep so when you listen to the ep it ha- it does have like a-, a theme and it ends with tlc mm. uh but this album ends with uh lonely desires the uh, this is the song that makes me hold back a little and say it's a perfect album because i like Homely desire but as an album closer it feels like you have tlc which is crazy and then you cool down a little bit and then you're still cooling down so maybe that makes sense but i feel like i don't know i think something should have been different mm. as an album closer
0: i can kind of see that um what i wrote down is that this could be a great album closer if it
2: was a little bit longer um, yeah, they did yeah, do some stuff where like right. they did that fade out and then yep. fade back in, right. which I like. They brought the same arpeggiator from the beginning of Mystery to this, so you do have a full story. It, it comes right. Full I circle. like
1: that.
0: This reminds me I like of that. I like that. If you listen to some of the 80s synth pop bands, a lot of them had origins as punk bands, and it kind of like gives yeah. you that vibe. Oh, for sure. Of like some of those like melodies and synth, but like pulled back with the story guitars and live drums um like a depeche mode or uh flock of seagulls type of vibe um the ending that you referenced jeff where they're using um they're fading they're juxtaposing the live instruments versus the digital arpeggios and and uh samples and stuff like that Mm -hmm. back and forth reminds me a lot of safe european home by the clash how they're like counter fading things Mm. and i like that i wish it went on for longer at the end of an album that messes with ambient sounds and messes with digital soundscapes, I think they could have pushed it further. Like the, the
2: monsters are due on Maple street. Yes. <laughs> <EP>. <laughs> like a, a song breakdown. I'm the night color me black. Like, like a, an al- an EP that was never
0: <laughs> recorded <laughs> properly by our band. That was never released. I still like the way that we did that outro. Yeah, that was good. We pushed, you know, that ambient digital soundscape further and longer. And I think, uh, I think the album could have benefited from that a little bit more
1: as a song. Listen to your band from 2005. (laughs) So here's
0: the weird thing. We're all about the same age. Here's the weird thing. As a song, if you like just put this song on a playlist, I like where it ends, but as an album closer, there could have been like a secret track
2: of just like noise. And I would have been cool with that. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So that's the album. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I think that you both have your opinions already. Um, so final push, maybe to Jimmy because he only listened to it once. I think. Mm. I think that Turnstile, especially this album Glow On, is kind of what I wanted Hostage Com to be. Oh. Um, you guys love Hostage Com. Oh, I like that. who does yeah. our theme song. Um, yeah. I do. I do enjoy them. Yeah, but I, the direction they went, I wasn't a huge fan of. They are they started out as a hardcore band that wanted to push boundaries and incorporate like other genres, different instrumentation. And I think that the the thing I didn't like about Hostage Com is they went too far, but Turnstile held back just enough. So I think well, they have the same the same goals or the same desires, but they held back enough to where it's still the hardcore band that they are while pushing forward and bending genres.
0: I don't think it's a matter of going far enough or too far. I think it's, um, turnstile incorporated those new sounds and influences Mm -hmm. while keeping sounds and influences from their roots. Agreed. Whereas hostage com, change their sound exactly They they took on new sounds and influences and left behind the other sounds yeah
2: that's what i didn't like yeah but that's just a comparison i thought of yeah that that, that is a good comparison i'm I'm not trying to shit on hostage com here i'm trying to say like this is a, a different style. way yeah. that that type of band
1: could have gone you hostage come yeah. yeah and
2: i mean this is their third full length is the
1: earth five hostage. they have two <laughs> yeah.
2: other full lengths a couple eps that are if you like the hardcore stuff the punk stuff you're gonna love that there is some playing with instruments but this is definitely a standout and you know this just came out like six months ago or so so it's still relatively new mm-hmm. and i'm just super excited to see where it goes so that's all i have to say for my final push
1: yeah i'll give my final thoughts um or i guess my overall thoughts. (laughs) i don't
2: remember it (laughs)
1: now it's time for my final thought yeah i mean like i alluded to before i was only able to listen to this once jeff you gave this a little late not your fault it's it's nobody's fault it's fine um but when i did listen to it i obviously like i mentioned before i did kind of feel the the crush 40 sonic adventure 2 vibes and i was like oh that's kind (laughs) of cool and um obviously i'm i'm always a sucker for like more electronic sounds and like a more hardcore setting so like as soon as that started in the very beginning i'm like oh i know i'm gonna like this um it went in some funky places in which i wasn't expecting and i thought those were really cool and um yeah i mean even if i wasn't going to i'm not gonna say if i was talking to it now but um even if i wasn't i would definitely give this more of a listen to because i thought it was lit it was good enough to listen where i I feel like I should get more context for it.
0: So, Jeff. Yeah. Jimmy needs another episode. <laughs> no. We're doing
1: an
2: episode for every <laughs> one of the releases. Two
0: episodes on one album. That'd, That'd be historic. Be stupid. Dan. You'd be like, as I said in the first episode, or yeah. like Dan mentioned. Right. I have some overall thoughts, but I'd like to say them for after the question. All
2: okay. right. Well, I am going to ask you the question. And that question is Was I able to talk you into Turnstiles 2021 album, Glow On?
1: Yes. yes.
2: Yay. Yeah, I if really I, liked it. If I got to no, know, I would have killed myself. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I liked it a lot
0: too. Um, I'm not as sold on it as I was with like cliche more or whatever it's one album yeah. yeah i get that um and for this one album i'm very talked into it and i'm excited for the future it's very good i did hear some of their other
2: songs and i was like okay yeah i'm still talking mm. myself into it. like listen to one of their eps it's like the blue cover it has these songs uh move through move on through and F- me blind sorry jim oh those songs are very good. Yeah, I heard a couple songs and they were just like, okay, this is like every yeah, other two thousands hardcore. That's what band. I'm saying. That's why
0: I picked this album and not the band as a whole. Um there's certainly things about it I really love. Um I love the integration of electronic music into this. Um I love that there's sort of a hybrid of traditional punk and hardcore. Um I think the singer's great. He's I I really dig his combination of melodic stuff and well, your whole
2: thing is when a band has somebody who could sing why don't they use other people and they do like the bass player is good at background vocals and singing and like they just gave him two full songs to himself
0: yeah i like that um some downsides for me um i i don't really love the guitar sound i think there's moments where it works really well on this album but there's other moments where i wish it sounded more live i get that i can Uh, i can I, I think it's point. a little over compressed. Hopefully, like, I think that was a choice for this album. And I would like to see them make some different sonic choices for the, you know, the next album. I think if you're going to be a band that experiments and grows, you can do that with your sound as well. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, overall, I thought it was really fun. I think there's some really good songs in here. I want to listen to it more so that I can.
2: There's a really good NPR Tiny Desk concert, and there's a really good concert on YouTube that's just called, like, the Glow On album release. There's other good, like, live shows, but those two are really good. Yeah, they seem like they'd be good live performers. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. I don't know what we're talking about next week, because we're recording very far in advance. We don't know. So it'll be in the show notes, Yeah, I guess. And we're looking forward to you hearing it. (laughs) We are. There's like we have a guest talking about a music thing, and then a movie, and then I don't know what. Who knows doing. what? A- anything is possible. Yeah. Who
0: knows what? The f- is, in the words of Kevin Garnett,
2: anything, anything is possible. possible. In the meantime, Jimmy, where can people find the podcast? Can you find the
1: podcast
2: at Talk Me Into on Twitter. You guys and- sound like you're
0: doing the homily at church. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's you know, and so and that's too, talk like- me into. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Uh, you can find t- at Talk Me Into on Twitter, at Talk Me Into Pod on Instagram. And if you feel so inclined, fellas, you can send us an email at talkmeinto at gmail.com where you can review us, you can make a suggestion, you can even just make a little comment and say, Jeff, I really like the sound of your voice, or Dan, I love when you eat on yeah, microphone. I love it.
0: Eat it, baby. How about when I get chicks' numbers on microphone? We get it,
1: Dan. Wow. We get How it. Real You're the stud. coolest. <laughs> you can uh, Find us on Patreon.com Slash talk me into As well And also uh, TikTok At talk me into T-O-K Me into And uh Yeah Follow us there And also Look for our show So discussions on YouTube It's Go really way. fun It's fun Dan where are you Dating people <laughs> Dating
0: people on No just kidding Uh I'm on Twitter Uh not Creepily Sliding into People's DMs mm not in a long time Jim. yeah you need to stop that i haven't really done it (laughs) i'm on twitter uh tweeting under the name danny underscore breakdown uh check out my band disqualifier wherever you like to listen to music we got new music coming uh keep it locked
2: wow jeff where can people find you people could find me being a wingman for danny because one time he said something about weird al to a girl and it it did well right no recollection yeah then you you you're like my friend really likes weird al and then you guys are talking about it for a while no memory of that Mm -hmm. you're not a good wingman i guess i I guess jeff tried to be my wingman. jimmy remembers yeah i I guess it it was a a failure because she oh she met beyonce and you started talking about that but then she didn't answer you anymore so yeah oh yeah i'm not a good went great you know what as a wingman i'm great as, as the target of
0: the affection You're awful, Dan Not a good wingman You're wing terrible man. One time Jeff tried to play my wingman At a party Did And I? the woman I was interested in Ended up liking him And he didn't even notice That happened? Yeah Oh, cool I should have I, should I was have like, Jeff that. She's flirting with you And I was like Not happy about it <laughs> And he was like No, she's not She's just asking me what I'm into And I'm like That's fine <laughs> I'm like Whenever a woman makes time at a party to have a private
2: conversation with you she's interested in you i'm well, so bad always, at dating and yes. now i'm married that's where you can find me at home with a wife
1: <laughs> <laughs> and a child <laughs>
2: and a child i'm on twitter i got j-e-f-f-f-f-f-2-7 jeff five f's number 27 jimmy where can people find you
1: you can find me at son of a fitch s-o-n-n-a-v-a-f-i-t-c-h wherever you find people i don't really post a lot but you know thank you for listening to talk me into Will we talk you into this?
2: I don't know. Who knows, dude? (laughs)
1: Cucking your best friend at a
2: party. (laughs) It's true. Going to jail because I have mayonnaise, cabbage, coleslaw coleslaw are we good to go
1: we are good to go about toys i'll start it
2: toys all i really want is toys 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 toy, toy, <laughs>